Jason is the most humblest guy I've ever met, oh, man. Nah, I, don't, I don't even think so, man. <laughs> this guy, I, I'm oh pretty my sure there's there some people who are quite, you know, way more humble than Ladies, you, if you know this guy, you know how he is. I'm sure there's ladies that's my side. They want to hammer your tongue. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't met this guy, if you see him... Oh my God! If you see him, I uh, you know say hi. I will say hi back. I promise. Uh, y'all ladies always like a classy man. You know, this is like a true definition of a classy man right here. I appreciate that. Thank you. Most definitely. Most Thank you. Definitely. Man, let's get to it, man. Like you out here, man. Like you said, you're a teacher. Yes, I, I am. You spit rhymes. I I do. You know, primarily create through poetry. Yes. Okay. Okay. You. Write shows. I you're a writer, right? I'm a writer. Yes, I I, I like to think that um, poetry. I'm I'm I just really gravitated much towards poetry, uh, but um, I, I I write anything. Okay. Um, and you know maybe we're gonna talk about this you know in a little bit about maybe upcoming projects, but uh, I, I I primarily this started off with poetry. Uh, but I have really um, moved on and, and done so many other things and uh, that I, I am excited for the world to, to see and hear uh, and and feel uh, this year. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I, I use writing is writing is like the core of everything that I do. Um, oh. It is a pivotal part of my journey as an artist. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, being that you've introduce yourself and what you do man we 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 want to start from the soil man yes from yeah. planting the seed like mm -hmm. what got you into like poet now um poetry. Yeah, as, as far as poetry is concerned uh growing up in cameroon um you know that my parents and and my aunties used to tell me that the first word that i learned was book um, because normally my dad, my, both of my parents were teachers in Cameroon. Okay. Uh, my dad is still a teacher right now. Actually, we both teach in the same school systems in Prince George's, uh, wow. County Public High School, uh, Prince George's, uh, Public, uh, high schools. Man, how uh, great and, is that? You know, it, it's phenomenal. It, it's phenomenal because, uh, you, you know, uh, when I was graduating high school, I, I told them I will never teach. Uh, and <laughs> during the course of my my university, you know, uh, years, I that changed a lot. Um, and I guess that came with just growing uh, and just realizing uh, the need uh, for for quality and and caring education. Um, so that's how I, I went about it. Um, but as far as poetry, growing up in Cameroon, uh, my favorite, you know, word was book. You know, normally uh, my dad will sit there reading and I will sort of pick a book and haphazardly hold it towards myself and act like, 
you know, like I was reading it, but I really wasn't reading it. So uh, I always grew up with that mentality. Uh, when I was in, in nursery school, uh, they will always have me recite these rhymes and things of that nature. Um, so uh, from a very early age, I sort of gravitated th towards the stage automatically. Um, and I have not always been too afraid to maybe speak uh, in, in front of people. Um, might I'm a, sometimes I might be a little sh you know nervous, but uh, once I step on stage and once my voice you know once my voice uh, starts going, mm -hmm. you know that that fear is gone, uh, that that shyness is gone. Um, so I've I've that's basically that was basically the foundation that that birthed uh, the person that you see here today. Right. Yes. Uh, going back to um. You know, like you're teaching and stuff. Like, what grade do you? I mean, what grade level? Oh, high school. Um, so yeah, that that is uh, it's quite interesting. Even how I came to, I, I teach the tenth grade. Uh, this is my second year teaching. Uh, I graduated uh from uh the University of Maryland College Park in 2015, spring 2015, um, with a bachelor's of arts in English uh, and a bachelor's of science in geographical information systems, um, and. Uh, came into teaching my first year last year i was my first year last year i was assigned to english 10 honors mm. um this year i'm teaching english 10 esol um so you know stark you know stark contrast yeah that's a drastic um, change yes yes definitely a drastic change and i've had to adjust but um i'd like to say that teaching you know has i have learned more from teaching than what i have I brought to the table right. uh, to be to be quite honest uh, because uh, you end up realizing that you're not just giving uh, these kids knowledge you're giving them so much more and in turn you end up taking more from it than what you brought to it exactly. um, and and that I think that's the beautiful part about it. Uh, it it's it's essential to look at things that way right. oh, man. Mm -hmm. so like while you um while you're on campus, right? Yes. Teaching and all that stuff. Do you have like, like, do you participate in any extracurricular activities with the kids? Anything like that? Yes, I do. Um, so, beginning well, just starting last year, um, the 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 students came up to me. Now, here here's the beauty about being my age and teaching high school, right? Mm -hmm. Automatically, uh, you know, the students gravitate to you more. Uh, because they feel like you're around the same age group, uh, you know, like I, I'm 24 now. Um, and uh, when I started teaching, I was 22. Uh, so automatically, the kids want to talk about everything with you. Uh, so the kids brought up this idea called the Reality Club. Um, and, you know, I became the sponsor for the Reality Club uh, that year. So the Reality Club basically was a space, uh, sort of like a safe space where students get got to come, you know, just talk about it and we just have open dialogues, right, uh, it, it, which just helped promote a, a, a safe haven for these kids. Uh, most of them and most of the communities, and especially in the school where I teach at, um, you have to understand the role of broken homes, the role of single parent homes, the role of poverty. Um, and that was a decision that when I decided to teach, um, 
you know, I asked uh, uh, um, my sister who went to uh, Prince George's County Public Schools, you know, give me a list of the five worst schools that, you know, are in this county. Um, and I asked my dad and I asked uh, some other friends around the neighborhood who, you know, potentially knew these schools and I got the five. So when I went to the job fair, I interviewed at four of those five. And the one that was third on the list, that was my first initial offer from the principal. Uh, so I, I, I went with that and, and um, I would say that it's been, it's been a challenging road but it's also, like I already said earlier, it's been an equally rewarding road. So the, that's what the Reality Club gave. Now, um, as a class sponsor, um, I'm in charge of class activities. Well, I was and I still am this year. Uh, things like homecoming, things like uh, fundraisings for my particular class. Last year I had uh, sophomores, this year I have juniors. Um, and other things of that nature. Tail end, beginning of the school year, this school year, I, uh, I uh, began coaching football. Um, you know, it, it's something sort of, you know, dear to me. Uh, when I came here, I, I played football in high school uh, and then I broke my foot my senior year. I broke my shin bone. Um, so, so that was the end for me. Um, ran track in college, uh, and uh, broken foot. Yes, I broke my foot. I broke my shin bone right. And you were still able to run track after that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the power of medicine in this country. Um, you know, they they can make things happen for you. But I was in the cast from my thigh all the way down to my toes for about eight weeks. Um, but you know, post that, you know, my passion for football had died, but. Um, when I was looking for more ways that I can impact that community, you know, I noticed that especially with teaching honest kids the year prior, I was not getting through to the kids that, you know, people will say that they are troublesome, that they're bad. Mm -hmm. Right. So and I realized most of them play football. Right. You know, and uh, you once. I got talking to them. They're like, oh, you play football. You should come out and coach. So I decided to come out and, uh, and coach. And the, the, the head coach was gracious enough to, you know, bring me in and allow me to, to, to be able to have my own impact, given that I was actually teaching in the school. Um, and and I, I appreciate that more than anything else. So. Man, this guy yeah. has so many layers to him, man. man we about crazy. to pipe pill most of those layers right now. Oh, oh. And get to know. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. You. I mean. So, hey. like, there was this video that went viral, yeah. you know, online. It was this teacher that had, like, special handshakes with each student in class. Oh, yeah. Did you see uh, that? <laughs> that I, I think that that's interesting, right? Um, what I like to say is that you know, everyone is their own person, right? And every teacher has an identity uh, a, 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 of how they like to approach their students. And that he found his own thing, you know, what I'd like to call a niche. He found his own niche. He found his own way of doing things that worked, right? And that might not work in every, for every teacher in every classroom, but, but kudos to him, man. Right. And, and that's the beauty of it. That's the... You know, when you're when you're teaching, you know, like last year I had a hundred and a hundred and ten, then it came down to hundred and five students, right? You understand that every student is different. They learn different, 
right? Yeah. They have, they come from different homes, right? And it's something called diversifying your lessons, right? So um, I did so many different things, right? They're, they're, they're auditory learners, they're visual learners. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure that, that um, the lesson plans that I create, you know, are, are going through all those yeah. different forms so that a kid is not being marginalized because of that. A kid yeah. doesn't get left back uh, uh, due to the way that I'm teaching. So what I typically do, uh, as I do at the beginning of the school year, is first, I like for the students to be responsible for themselves. And, and that's the beautiful thing about, you know, uh, even kids growing up, yes. right? Uh, yes. When you give them responsibility, they respond to it, right? They respond immediately. So at, at the beginning of, of every school year and every quarter, I ask the students, you know, to, on a piece of paper, write down your long-term goals. Where do you see yourself five years from now, right? Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Write that down, right? That is, that's the only contract that I have with my students, right? And it's quite interesting because I have only one rule in my classroom, one. And that rule is you will not judge or you will not make fun of another student. That's mm -hmm. the only rule I have in my classroom. You know, and the reason why I have that rule is because every other thing that is done in the classroom only affects the physical, right? But when you make fun of a student and that student closes in, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. it affects this. Mm -hmm. Now, I can teach when a student has already blocked out their mind. Right. So I love for my students to feel free. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I love for them to feel, you know, open that way when they're open and they're speaking, I, it's easier for me to understand. OK, here's where their thought. Here's how they, they think this is their thought process. And it makes it easier for me to be able to tweak my lessons, to tweak how I teach, to tweak how I speak to them. Right. Um, so uh, beginning of the school year. A paper, you know, they write down their long-term goals, five, ten years. Uh, then in little index cards, I have a board, what I, which I call the, world of, uh, the wall of purpose in my classroom. Um, as the students walk in, they write down their short-term uh, short goals, immediate goals, things that they need to tra change in themselves. And this is all about responsibility. So it's you now putting the student in a position where if they screw up, it's on them. Yeah. Right. Because then you walking into my class and if you want to be disruptive and whatever, I'm like, all right, check this out. Here's what you wrote on that board right, right there. Go ahead. Go read that. Right. Because I didn't tell you to write that. Yeah. You wrote that. It's like fact. Right. Checking. Yeah. That you fact checking yourself. Yeah. Right. So and I always tell them, like, you can lie to just about anybody. But the one person you can't lie to is that person staring at you in the mirror. Right. Because you got to face that person at the end of the day. That's mm -hmm. Right? So, you know, I, I make sure that they understand that. And that's the only contract that I have with my students, right? Mm -hmm. is, is making sure that they are responsible for their actions. In, in typically a world that for a, a school with a, de a demographic of predominantly African-Americans, and, and, and Hispanic students to a world that has said that we don't really care that much about you, Yeah. right? Um, so it's having them to start taking that responsibility. And, you know, I've been blessed enough to say that it's been effective to a certain level. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not been perfect, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, because again, it's a process, yeah. right? But I have seen growth, and feel, that's all I'm there for. I feel like that's kind of dope because if we take this into our political system right now, yes, you know, what I mean, it's like everybody's all about talk, yes, but no action, yes, you know, what I mean, until you start fact checking people, yes, you won't really get the change you want to see, yes, you know, which is, I just feel like it's really kind of dope, yes. But let me ask you this though. Mm-hmm. While you're in class, right, mm-hmm. and, you know, you get these kids to kind of write down their long-term goals and their short-term goals, right? Yeah. And you also mentioned that, you know, um, you see these kids are visual learners. Yes. So do you do you take all this info and create, like, say, a chart, right, mm-hmm. and say, okay, I see 80% of my class is visual learners. Yes. 20% is, like, they're, they're readers, right? Yes. Do you, do you take all those things into perspective into, and into account? You, yes. Into account and how do you um, balance things out? Yes. Uh, so, uh, it, it, what Prince George's County Public Schools uh, did beginning years before, like five years before I started teaching, uh, they they became data wise heavy. Right. Data wise simply means that you are you're taking the data you're testing the data and then you're you're now that data is determining how you make your 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 curriculum and your policies and things of that nature so um that's something like i have another wall in my classroom called the data wall and you know when you t- when students take certain tests i see how they do on this test and i see how they do on that test and i tabulate that information and i put it up right uh and that now starts determining, okay, maybe I should do more of this. And it's even something like, you know, I, I and I, I, I don't do this a lot, but I, I went into a rant the other day in class. Uh, you know, it's quite interesting. I laugh, I laugh back at it because, you know, I'm, I'm typically very playful with my students. So they, you know, when I go into a rant, they know it's something serious. But I was really angry because a good number of students had failed in general, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I started questioning myself. So I asked them, I'm, I'm like, yo, is this something that I am doing wrong, mm-hmm. right? right? Is they, because it's very easy to say, nah, it's your fault. You yeah. know, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. But when we talk about self-assessment, if I'm teaching them how to, you know, assess themselves, I have to be able to emulate it. I have to be able to show them Right. So I asked them, right, like I've been asking myself, is it is it me? Is it the way I'm teaching? Yeah. Right. And if it's the way I'm teaching, like this, we are free class. Like, you know, I, I, I leave that freedom because I want these kids to not be sheltered. Yeah. I want them to speak up. I want them to, you know, to always feel like this is an inclusive, you know, space for all of them. You know where they they can voice their opinions without fear of of prejudice, mm-hmm. right? So I asked them. I'm like, "Yo, is it the way I am teaching, right? Is it is it something that I'm doing that you y'all think I should change, you know?" And they said no. And I'm like, "All right, good. So what the hell is it then, <laughs> right? Because there is no like this is it's totally unacceptable that yeah. grades should be looking like this, yes. yes, right? You know because if you clearly say that it's not something that I'm doing, then what is it? Is it you? Is, is you? Are y'all just legitly being lazy, yeah. right? Because you know one thing that I I really wanted to do, and and even the main reason why I got into teaching is. I got into social activism at the university. And then when I when I came to my senior year, I was really convicted, 
right? Convicted at the fact that, yo, it's easy to like, you know, post things online and, you know, you know, either with like maybe Black Lives Matter and say, you know, stop killing us, which is right. There's nothing wrong with that. But the question becomes, what more am I doing? Mm -hmm. It's very easy to, 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 to post things. It's very easy to like type up stuff online. It's mm -hmm. very easy. But the question is, what actions are following those words, yeah. right? Doing what it, actions? And, doing that at the comfort of your home. Oh, like, yeah. You gotta get Anybody can do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you type, Moffat, you don't even got to be, you, gotta, you could be riding the bus. You could just need a freaking phone, yeah. right? So I, I started asking myself, how can I really affect change in my community, right? Because let's be honest, a lot of a lot of people don't go into teaching anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like a dying profession. Yeah, that's right? why that's why I was surprised when you say you know you you're a teacher. I'm like Oh yeah. Teaching, <laughs> like, cool, it's, right. It, it, I think a lot of people were you know, my parents were surprised cuz I had to, like I told you when I was graduating high school, I told my dad like hell no, like I wouldn't like never go into teaching. teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, and he just sort of like chuckled and and that was about it. Yeah. But you know, I I I realize that it means more. It, it, it has to mean more. It has yeah. to. And if it does, if it does not, then it defeats the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Right. And plus two is like, <clears throat> I personally feel like teachers and teachers and the policemen are very undermined in society. Right. right. You know, I mean, like going back to the, um, you mentioned Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. right? Like we see all these police brutality brutality not just mm -hmm. here in america but back home around too, the, yeah. around yep. the world africa, yes cameroon too you know yes. like we wonder i mean we say wait i mean the polish people ask for more pay you mm -hmm. know more this more that but mm -hmm. here y'all go doing all this stuff you know right community and stuff like how do you justify uh, that? so right. many sacrifices yeah you know now the interesting thing about that is like you know with my other degree right mm -hmm. um um, my, ba my bachelor's of science degree in okay. GIS, Geographical Information Systems. Now, fun fact, I added English as a double degree second semester of my junior year. And everybody looking at me like I'm crazy, like, dude, what are you doing, right? Because you need 120 credits to get just a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. If you go for a dual degree, you got to get 150, mm -hmm. right? So I am three semesters from graduating. And I'm adding an extra degree. That means I got to add another tag, another 30 extra credits to my already scheduled credits, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, I guess I've been running away from language for so long, <laughs> right? You know, I've, oh, I've been blessed enough to have been good in the sciences, but I've always had a passion for language. I've always, I've, I've always had a passion for words, right? Uh, you know, even though I was not an English major, right? I always wrote poems. I always wrote stories. Um, you know, so English, you know, English just sort of cemented that. Now, getting my degrees, I was given two options. When I decided to teach, my GIS degree, I was given uh, a, a one-year uh, a, a one year internship at uh, NASA at Greenbelt. Now, oh, wow. post that one year, they typically will give you a full employment. Mm -hmm. I could have gone with that. Now, when, when I sort of like, I, when I'm having my bad days as a teacher, I sort of 
think about it and I I, I lapsed lapse into regret. Hold on, hold on. Let me cut um, the show real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say you could have gone with the job at NASA, the one yes. in Greenbelt? Yeah. You picked teaching over that? I picked teaching over that. Man, what's your, man, what's he's your dedicated, rationale that? man. He's well, dedicated. again, the same rationale that I said, you know, I, I had to examine myself my senior year, right? And ask myself, like, yo, am I truly, am I truly about that life? Right. You know, because right now, if I was working at NASA, I would be making $19,000 more than what I make as a teacher. That's interesting, right? Um, because let's be honest, and, and uh, you know, anybody who's in the educational field knows this. Teaching doesn't pay, yeah. <laughs> all right? It does not. Yeah. You know, that, like to be, to be so honest, and, and I would say this to just about anybody, you know, it got so bad this year while teaching that I literally started driving Uber. Wow. You know, no, wow. no, and this is this is true talk, right? And I'm just being honest here. People <clears throat> people do not understand typically what teachers go through, right? And especially even this year, beginning of this year, ending of last year, they cut the budget for PG County public schools. You know, so that means that now teachers, when you run out of paper, guess where that money coming from? Your pocket, <sighs> right? So, Crazy, so, so, so people don't understand these things. Right. And, and you, you know, it's typically like, just like a glamorous job. Like people want to raise their shoulders and like, Oh, I'm a teacher. You know yeah, what it is? It, it sounds cool it's, it's, to say that you're a teacher, but you know, when you're faced with the hardships of it, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, when I lapse into that regret mode, you know, and I'm like, like, damn, why did I pick this? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, you know, what I'm always reminded of is, is that student that comes up to you and says, thank you. And that's all they got. But that's enough. That's deep. That, that, that's, that's just enough. That's deep. Right? You know, um, that, that, I play that back in my head every single time. Right? I, it's little things like a student coming into your class and maybe reading at this level. And then when they're getting out, they're reading at a so much better level. You know? It's, it's, it's what I, those things I call little victories, as far as I'm concerned. Those are little victories that when you combine them, it's big enough, it's bigger than that. That's a lifetime. Yeah, that's a lifetime <laughs> you change know? that you make into their life. Right. That's why I said I end up taking, getting more from it than what I bring to it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just grateful that that I was even given this opportunity to teach. Uh, because I remember when I went to the job fair, uh, there were people that were way more qualified than me. People who had, who had teaching experiences. Uh, they had teaching experience for years, right? And um, it, I was fresh out of the university. I'd have no teaching experience whatsoever, you know? And I just decided that I'm a teach. Yeah. And um, and once I interviewed with my principal, she was like, like, yo, okay, I don't have no more English positions, but here's what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna hire you as an ESOL teacher. Mm. And I'm like, oh, cool, I, I'm go for it. English as a second language, cool. I took ESOL when I first came to right. this country in the mm -hmm. eighth grade. Mm -hmm. It wasn't needed, but I took it. Yeah. But, you know, um, so when I came into the school, and typically teachers start two, two weeks before students, um, when I came in, 
you know, I, I thought I was going to be teaching ESOL. But then what happened was a day before school started, uh, the principal and the vice, the assistant principal, they call me to, to their office and they tell me that, oh, there is this position that, you know, that is vacant right now. And since it's, you got your bachelor's of arts in English, we think that you will be a better fit there. So I still ended up landing where I wanted to yeah. land. Um, so you can call that fate, you know. Um, mm. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So, yes. So let me ask you this, man. Since you said um, you had options, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the name of this podcast is Stuck in the Middle. Right. So I'm sure by like you trying to get into teaching, I'm sure you consulted your parents. Yes. And knowing that you could have been making much more you know, I'm yeah. sure, like, you know, they, they probably told you, like, you know, no. Like, like, right. Well, but. <laughs> that teaching scene, Levi. Right, yeah, no. And, and, and see, this is this is why I, I would say that um, I've been blessed with, with some pretty dope parents, mm -hmm. right? You know, like, whatever I and my sisters have ever tried to do, like, with the whole, you know, art artistry thing, mm -hmm. we've never been hindered. Okay. There's, there's actually always been a support there, which, you know, not many African kids can say that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, that's just the truth. Not many African kids. So I, I would say that I've been blessed enough mm -hmm. in that aspect. I've been blessed enough there, right? So my parents have always been supportive and always trusted the decisions that we've made okay. um, and trusted that, that those decisions, you know, are decisions that would truly make us happy, oh. that would truly not only make us happy, but they believe that if you are tr genuinely doing what you love doing, you know, progress will always come yes. with that. Yes, you know, true. it might take some time, right? But if you're gen if you genuinely love what you're doing, it they, there's going to be a positive move there. That's true. So when I told them that, you know, I, I and I wouldn't lie to you. Occasionally, when things got difficult, you know, they've brought it back up. Like, <laughs> you got this other degree, man. You know, you, it's never too late <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to 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 jump. Yeah. You know, because like literally. Um, graduating universities, my loans kicked in. Um, you know, they, they kicked in you, after six months. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you're stuck with this job. You know, you're, you're paying, you know, for the mortgage and things of that nature at home. And, and the paycheck is just not cutting it. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, good. Like at the same time, I'm, I'm still an artist. Mm -hmm. I still create. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I still need time. So I'm like, I told my parents like, okay, like, you know, I know things are getting difficult and I know it seems like I can easily just jump ship mm -hmm. and move into, you know, a move into my GIS and use my, my other degree. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think I'll just do Uber for now. And I did. Uh, and and some people laugh. I remember I I said this to somebody. That's what you call you, big kahunas. You know, yeah, no, I I I said this to somebody and they laughed at me like, oh, a whole teacher like you driving Uber. I'm like, dude, I don't care, right? Like this whole facade, you know, of trying to act like you, yo, I'm too big for this job. Yeah, like yeah. screw that, man. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, if I need money, if I gotta go out there and hustle. 
Mm-hmm. You know, then that's exactly what the Damn. hell I'm going to do. You are right, <laughs> right. You know, like do. right. Mm-hmm. I, it, I'm not too prideful to say that I drove Uber. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for the time that I did, it was just enough to balance out my accounts. Dude, guess what? <laughs> we all got friends who do Uber, right? right? Dude, so every day they're racking up money and stuff. Right. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what's the shame in it? I don't understand why people lie. No, no. But, but see, that's the thing, right? That's sort of the the pride, right? And pride could be a good thing and a bad thing, right? Right, depending on how you view it. If your pride is one that causes you not to grow, mm-hmm. if your pride is one that causes you not to be able to elevate yourself out of, you know, abysmal state, then that pride is a bad pride. Preach. Wow. Right. But if your pride is, is one that causes you to be better, that causes you to view that, okay, this pride is something, is what I make it. Your pride is what you make it to be, right? I will always have pride in myself, right? Because I know my worth, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's, yep. that's a given. So I don't need nobody telling me who I am. Mm-hmm. I know who I am, right? Right? If you catch me driving Uber, like, cool, I'm gracious about it. Like, hey, yo, like, what's good, man? Like, yeah, I run into hard times. Who doesn't? You still getting paper though. Yeah, I'm saying you're right, <laughs> right, and and it's ne- it's needing that, and also things like like I talk about my art. I need you need money, especially in this country. You need money Always. to be able to to you know to be quite creative, mm-hmm. or, or to create a certain level of art, you know, and that's that's what that was needed yeah and speaking i did of art right yes sorry to cut you short no 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 problem man. speaking of art like do you um like why are you teaching right yes on point well hold up before i ask that question yeah do your students follow you on social media yes they do they do right okay <laughs> yeah, they do. So a lot of them they do. so yes. so about the the teacher that went viral about doing a handshake did any of your students come to you and be like yo mr j man we gotta have our own handshake man oh like that we gotta have a handshake yeah. um no but 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 what I do have with my students that is unique uh, is that um, my classroom, like I said, there's a whole big sign on my door that says this is a judgment-free zone, mm-hmm. right? So my the students could always come to me and talk to me about anything, you know. And and I realized just how powerful that was last year when uh, a student. In the middle of class, you know, while I was motivating them, like, yo, y'all need to get y'all work done. You know, this is due tomorrow and I'm not going to give no, you know, extra deadlines or whatever. And this student literally said, I'm not going to say her name, but she she literally said, Mr. Quine, uh, you know, I appreciate you saying all of that, but it does not matter because I'm just going to drop out and get pregnant anyways. Huh? Now. Check this out. No, no. It's easy. It's easy to be able. I was taken aback too, right? I'm like, like, yo, you don't, we don't get no training for this. You know, how do I handle the situation? I didn't know how to handle that situation. I can't lie to you. I was dumbfounded. You know, I'm a first year teacher. Like what the hell is going on? Right? So I told the other students to get their work done. I, I pulled her outside and I'm like, 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 yo, like talk to me. Like what's going on? You know? And she started telling me her story. Wow. You, you, immediately then, you realize that it, it's more than just 
me writing words on the board and telling them like learn this yes. you know it's, it's more than just me reading a story to them and oh let's break down the story write me an essay it's more than just that mm-hmm. you know and and she basically explained to me that you know she started crying i'm like like yo why are you crying so she started telling me what what happened was a year prior to that she had ran away from home at 15 she was 16 now she had ran away from home and moved in with some some guy who was i believe uh 22 you know her boyfriend she had ran away from home and she was living with him and had gotten pregnant by the guy but the guy was beating her she miscarried the baby so she runs back home and when she comes back home now her parents looking at her like dirty so they were they were they would call her slut and they were they were treating her bad so that very day in class when she lashed out you know she was sort of looking for somebody to save her support you know and basically she told me that that day she was thinking about running back to the guy because her family was treating her like she's some nasty dirty person and she just didn't feel right you you see what i'm saying so she that day so i'm you know i'm like i I didn't know i didn't honestly i didn't know how to approach it because when you've not dealt with it you don't know how to you don't know how to deal with it you know so i'm just like like yo like all right cool here's what we're going to do right um let me get you to talk to the therapist downstairs, right? Because the school we have, we have in-school ter- therapists they, they can talk to. Mm-hmm. To be honest, when the kids build relationships with you, they don't want to talk to no therapist. Yeah. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah. Right? Once they build a relationship with their teachers and with those people that they see every single day, sometimes they might be mean and stuff to you, but they like genuinely cares just like a kid lashing out at their parents right and like i said i i've learned patience so much more I, I've, I've learned how to be to to be patient and like i the word i used earlier was long suffering right yeah, I've, to be I've a, learned be, that. to be a teacher you gotta be really you I, I, really I've, have I've to have learned patience that sometimes i'm i'm fuming i'm like you know I can knock you out right now, right? <laughs> but <laughs> you know you you woosa, you breathe, right? Yes. And then you come back and you're like, dude, like, what's going on? Talk to me, because mm-hmm. there's always something attached to that that they're sort of like screaming for help, but then they're not directly telling you I need help. Yeah. They do it by showing out and acting. Yeah, up. in a destructive manner. Mm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man. That's like a wow. deep story right there. Yeah. So, but she, I mean, she doesn't go to my school anymore. She moved on to Central. But she actually, two, three weeks ago, she came back to the school just to see me. And I, and I, I was really, you know, I was truly moved by her. And she was like, you know, I'm happy now. And all of those things. And that genuinely brought joy to me to see that she's in a stable place. You know, to see that, and mind you, this is an intelligent kid. Right. A lot of them are very intelligent. You it's know, just that guidance. Th- th- it's just that guidance. It's just the difference that they typically grow up in homes that are shattered. They they typically go through things that normally kids should not have to go through. Right. And then they end up the way they are, and then the world that does not understand it, you know, and that's why now. 
when people are talking about kids from like inner cities and stuff, that's something that like I'm extremely passionate about. Like, I will curse you out, and I don't curse, right? I would literally curse you out if you come at me with some ignorance, yeah. right? Because what I've learned is people that typically say, "Oh yeah, these kids bad, man." That you're like, like, man, they they need to be locked up, like. You don't get the conditions that they have grown up mm -hmm, in, mm -hmm. right? And once you immerse yourself, it's called empathy, right? Where you take yourself out and you put yourself in somebody else's shoe, yeah. right? And you live their life for just eh, maybe, maybe, maybe a day, right? Right? And see how the hell it feels, right? And then your mind shifts gears because I have also changed. All the way I viewed those students when I just came into teaching mm -hmm. is total. It's a hundred and eighty degrees now. It's changed, yeah. right? It, it's changed because yeah. of conversations with them. It's changed because of conversations with parents. Yeah, you know, like there have been moments where I've had to call up parents and, like, mind you, I'm I'm twenty twenty four here, yeah, and I'm talking to adults <laughs> like they kids. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, like, y'all need to get y'all ish together. You know, no, no, I'm so serious because it, it, you don't understand that this affects the child immensely. And some of these parents, you know, I, I don't blame them because also they are a product of their environment. Yeah. But at the same time, once you have a child, it's no longer about you anymore, right? It, 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 it's so much more now. That's why before you get a child, you know, like, yo, be ready for it. You know, be ready for it because you're going to mess around and get a child and that child is going to end up suffering because, and, and, you know, I cracked this joke the other day in class, like, some of y'all parents really just sperm donors. <laughs> I'm, I'm so serious because how the hell, no, seriously, right? Some of y'all parents legitly just sperm donors. Because why the hell would you, why, why, would you, why would you put a child in that position, right? That child did not choose to be born into that position. They don't choose who their parents are going to be. They're just born into it and they have to deal with it. You, the adult here, and that's why I said I've had conversations with some parents and I'm like, yo, like, this makes absolutely no sense. Because your child acts more mature than you. What is going on? You know, like, I'm going to need you to step up. Yeah. You know, like, this child should not be coming into school and complaining about stuff that you should be taking care of. Man, speaking of that, I got one good question. That's Go ahead, man. Right now. Yeah. I mean, it might not sound big. I mean, it might seem big, but it's right. a little bit. Right. Yeah. Parent, um, parent teacher meetings. Mm. You're 24, you say, right? Ha! And you got people, you got people sitting in front. Of I you. like to be in one of those. <laughs> you hey, got man. people sitting in front of you that's above 30, above no, 40, above 50. My parents' age, uh, right? <laughs> yes, you know what they, I mean? Like they legitimately. What like is the relationship? In the 40s and the 50s. Now, here's the thing, right? Um, I have been blessed enough so far that I've had only very few confrontations with parents okay right you know um yeah I'd, I'd like to think that i've been quite fortunate to have only few confrontations um now if you ask me i would have liked to have more because i've invited some parents to come in and let's just dialogue and they didn't show up 
But, you know, those parents, is a, they're quite uncomfortable. Because, first of all, they're looking at me like, who is this little, uh, you know, <laughs> kid? Who, who does he think he don't know what you're talking, talking about. <laughs> right? You know, but once you start speaking to the parents, you know, and typically approach it with grace, mm -hmm. you know, and I only get riled up when I feel like, that parent keeps trying to make an excuse for why they can't do their job as a parent. That's the only time that I like start losing it, you know, but typically I try to be gracious. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. You know, I'm not even going to lie and act like it's been like, it's easy for me to just be gracious and stuff. It's not, but I try to be gracious and just tell the parents and just related to the parents because I speak to this kid so much. I end up knowing a lot that goes on at home. So I'm like approaching the parents like, like, yo, like, I understand this might be happening at home. I understand this might be happening at home. But at the end of the day, can this child be a priority? You know? So you're um, doing teaching? You're doing therapy? Counseling to counseling. a great degree. Yes. Damn. You it, got a lot on your plate, man. I, well, I embrace it, um, I would like to say. I have embraced every fashion of it. I did not at first because I'm typically not a person who likes confrontation. Um, I like to just go on about my business and, you know, and, and just be. But, but you can but handle, you can look at you, you can handle yourself when, if right. conversation, I mean, confrontation comes, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, just because I can handle myself doesn't necessarily mean that I want that heat, though. I don't want that heat. <laughs> I don't want that heat, man. You know, like, you really don't because it takes a toll on you, uh, right? You, you, you start being a negative person, like, no. You build man. a bad relationship. Right. People, like, you, know? I, you, you start being a negative. I don't want that. Like, I, you don't I, want your car all right, wrapped up and stuff. Right. You know? And, and that's another thing too. Like I, I think um, one thing that I I, leg I warned my students about this because that had happened to another teacher. I'm like, yo, any one of y'all mess around and like key my car, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you know, and I I, I did it while laughing, but it, you know, I, I was quite serious because uh, other t a teacher. Uh, had had their tire slashed, you Jeez. know, and like the the kids in my school are they they, they could be that uh, vindictive sometimes. So they could be that malicious. Sometimes. They know what car Mister J drives. Oh yeah, they they know what car I drive. Um, they 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 definitely know what car I drive. But I, I'm just like like yo like I will find you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so I mean, um, being that we spoke about your professional yes. side, you know, what I mean, it's all great. I see that you're very in tune with your students, and it's very Thank great you, that you know, what I mean, you're one of those people who are helping nurture the next generation to come. Mm. And I'm very happy. Like you, very, very positive and humble. Like I wish I had a teacher like you. Man. I try. You know? I, I try. So, I mean, uh, it's a constant struggle, though. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I try. Yeah. So let's get on um, your creative side. You yes. know what I mean? Like poetry and stuff like that. Yes, sir. Um, like, well, how would you describe your poetry? Is it um, political, romantic? Mm. You know. My poetry, I like to say, it's always growing. It's in the constant state of growth, mm -hmm. meaning it morphs into whatever it needs to morph into. It addresses whatever needs to be addressed at the moment, right? As an artist, 
right? It it could be political if the subject matter at the moment is political. Mm-hmm. It could be emotional if the subject matter at the moment is emotional, right? Uh, and that's why I said it's in a constant state of flux. The only thing that does not change about my artistry and something that I'm really still truly learning how to do as an artist is, you know, one of my favorite poets, Joshua Bennett, said, you know, um, your poem does not begin till you start telling the truth. Mm. And I was moved by that. Well, well, hold on. Go back real quick. You know, run that again. He said, your poem does not begin till you start telling the truth. So the, the one thing that is a, a foundation and a stable, or I'm trying to, I can't even lie, like, you know, um, I'm still trying to make it the foundation of my entire art is truth, right? Is that raw, unmitigated truth, right? That causes you to first examine yourself because first the poem or the piece of art that I'm working on, it has to move me first. It has to do the work in me first Mm -hmm. before it goes out there and does the work there. It has to destroy me first and then mold me back together before it goes out there to do its work. Because then what am I trying to feed to you if I can't eat the same thing? Wow. Right? That don't make no sense. Yeah. Right? Don't. It makes absolutely no sense. There's, there's, you know, so my, my, you know, my artistry is in a constant state of flux, but it's always grounded by the truth. Oh, that's yeah. deep, man. Damn, man. Speaking of art, right? Yeah. You're in this group called Legacy, right? Yes, sir. How did y'all, I mean, first off, mm-hmm. I would like to say we want to get the entire legacy group. Yeah, we need to get the whole squad up here, we, man. We, we, we definitely we we get the whole do. squad, man. Um, so, you know, yes, please go ahead. I'm sorry. We want to do that, but before, I mean, before that, mm-hmm. how did you guys even get about that? Legacy? Now, it, it, it first just began um, five, July is going to make it five years now. Um, in 2012, um, you know, we were just a bunch of friends hanging around, uh, like being creative, primarily, you know, we joke around and things of that nature. And then there was this question, you know, and, and we, we always ask this question like, yo, who is the best artist in Cameroon right now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so that's how Legacy first, be- Legacy originally was a group of Cameroonians trying to show the world that Cameroon is talented. Mm. Uh, right. And what better way to do that than to bring in a group of people with different artistic capabilities, right? Having a comedian, uh, having myself as a poet and a writer, uh, having uh, musicians, singers, rappers and things of that nature, which, you know, it's sort of like a direct representation of Cameroon, you know, Cameroon, it's all in all its multiplicity. Right. in you know, there are over 230 ethnic groups in Cameroon. Right. That just shows you how diverse we are. And we wanted to mirror that with our art. There are many different forms of and genres of art. And 
by bringing this group of people that can do just about anything under one roof, we were basically like telling the world like, yo, Cameron is here. Uh, we are talented. It might not just be apparent to the entire world, but we are here right. and we have a voice. And um, we've just been so blessed that even beyond us, because it's never truly been only about us, we've seen, you know, so many different artists now rise from Cameroon to to achieve that pinnacle, yeah. you know, of, of what, you know, art is, whether it be music now, where our music is all around the world, right? Whether it be now having, you know, actors and we're still moving along in that. Yeah. Whether it be now having uh, great writers, uh, like you guys, you guys don't know about this woman, I don't know if you know about her. She just released. Leslie. Uh, uh, uh? Leslie. Leslie. I know about yeah. Leslie as well. Now, um, there is this Cameroonian writer, female writer. She and she, she just had a book that was just listed on the uh, New York Times bestseller. Mm -hmm. um, it's tied. Uh, her name is Bui. Um, uh, Bui. Um, um, and let me, let me get that, that book here. Yeah. But it's a phenomenal book. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal book. And she, she, she's Cameroonian, right? It's having people like that and you realizing that, yo, Cameroon is dope. Mm -hmm. You know, even be, beyond that in the 70s and 80s where we were running the music scene in, in, in Africa. Yes. That right? Makosa. Yeah, right. We were running that. Uh, but that sort of just dissipated. Mm -hmm. Um but but you're seeing it. You're seeing a reawakening now. Yeah, I and mean, I think the, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean yes. the, the youth in Cameroon right now. They, yes. you know, they just stuck being home, going to school, and getting out and not having an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So they they right now everybody got to be creative. Yes, and know? and it's valued. That is the book. Yes, behold the dreamers, behold the dreamers. Oh. A phenomenal book. I'm I'm getting ready to dig in. I just got my copy. A week ago, oh, yeah. I, I'm uh, getting ready to really dig into it. Shout so. out to Bowie. Yes, yeah. shout out to her, man. I think we um, all definitely got. I've heard some really good things that. about it. I really can't concur right now because I haven't read it myself. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I'm, I'm quite positive that that is going to be a good book. Oh, you know, okay. she's a Cameroonian, so yeah. you know, let, you shout out to her. Shout out yeah. to her for writing a great novel, man. Okay. I yes. mean, speaking on uh, on legacy, I mean, yes. it's been a while since I've heard anything from you guys. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when you guys had that song, um, was it Cameron Azonto? Cameron Azonto, yeah, oh, that was, I was like, this, yes. I felt like you guys was going international, December man. December 2013. We we did uh, for a while. Now, uh, with a group with a group that big um, and that diverse. You will always run into, you know, like what I like to call, yes, yes, right? The, the, the politics of it, mm. right? Because we understand that each art form deserves, like, is very different in its requirements, in how you pursue it, right? So there was so much contention. And to be honest, even though we're friends, uh, we, you know, we fought a lot, oh, but uh, through it all, we stayed, we stayed united. That's mm -hmm. the greatest you, you know, that, that's the greatest part about it, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, we always came to this realization that 
whatever I was saying, I'm, I was saying it, you know, even if it was said in a, in a harsh manner, is to help each and every one of us get better. Yeah. So um, over the years, we have evolved. And the reason why we've been quite quiet for um, a while now is because we are totally revamping legacy. Okay. Right. Okay. It, it, it's it's a total revamp. Now we are getting into our fifth year of existing, and now we no longer just want to make it just something anymore. It has to be something more. So, um, beginning of last year, we officially became a corporation. Oh wow! Yes. Um, and if you know how a corporation works, like a Sony, mm -hmm. right? Sony has. Uh, you know, Sony Music, Sony Pictures. That's basically what Legacy is yeah. is is sort of uh, you know vamping and and sort of um uh, shape sh uh, shifting into right because we had we had all these different genres inside of us and there was it was too hard managing all of that so without to break it up uh, without and a have structure divisions, yeah without a structure yes. So now by creating a corporation, literally, we will create our legacy music. Media. We, we, you know, legacy media, legacy pictures, right? And somebody like me who sometimes now, once I see that, I, I you know, I... I you know, as an artist, you you get you get really excited. excited. Yeah. You get you get you really get excited about that. So I I like to, and as I said earlier, I, I call myself a creator because I am not limited to the realms of the genre in which I create in. Poetry is my first it's my first love. But due to my writing capabilities, I have gone into so many different things. And, um, you know, with, Le with Legacy sort of now merging into this, now we're legally a corporation, mm -hmm. um, it's time for us now to take that next big step. Yeah, I, I think right now you guys are in possession, you know what I mean? Yes. A lot of you guys are done with school. Yes. Before you guys were in school and yes. trying to do both or whatever. A lot of you guys are in school right now. Right. And I think you guys are in a position, a great position where yes. you guys could really... You know what I mean? Mold and shape it into something really serious. And and God willing, you know, is we're hoping that we create a, a, a company and a space where, you know, and, and when you look at African parents, it, it, they don't they mean well when they say, oh, don't go into the arts. It, not it's not because <laughs> that's they're in trying, pay. Right, <laughs> right. It, it's not because they are trying to deter you from it. Mm -hmm. You know, they just don't immediate don't see yeah. how you know the chances of of success in it we're not is, exposed is to slim yeah. thank yeah, you yeah, it's yeah, slim yeah, it's it, a long chances shot. Of, of 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 success in it is slim right so by us creating this platform because they, they after, you know and now legacy is not only limited to cameroon mm -hmm. we've made it an african thing so legacy's main goal is to foster african talent Right, um, in all genres, all genres as a corporation now. So we have moved into that. Um, and the goal is to actually give careers to people that want to truly vigorously pursue the arts. Yeah. 
You know, we want to give careers to people like that. Um, and, and that way people are not doing, because let's be honest, when you're passionate about something, that passion produ produces progress. If you at some job just because you try and get money from it, more than likely you're not you're not moved to want yeah. to go above and beyond. Nah, that that's for real. Right? Because if that, you're doing something that you love and you're passionate about, you're gonna put a hundred and ten percent into it. So yo. you wanna take that next step. Yeah. And most Africans that come here, we have incredibly talented artists that are nurses. Yeah. And you can you can blame them because they're le legitly just doing that to get by. To, to get by. You can't blame them. You know, at the same time, so the question becomes, how can we now provide that space and that place where that they can push that artistry even further? That's dope, man. Right. <clears throat> you so, know? I got... Man, I've been thinking, right? Yes. I was telling um, Hans over here, like I was telling Hans um, the other day, because we... We talk every day. Yes. You know, we try to come up with content every single day. day. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm like, dude, our own little brother, man, Reflex, he's doing. Oh, a great. Oh, shout out to Reflex, too, man. Yeah, great, 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 great artist, man. Dude, great like, artist. Like, it, it came it came to out of nowhere, you know, man. like, knowing Reflex, right? Yeah. It, it came out of, no, I was actually dumbfounded when I heard some of the first tracks that he did with my sister back in like 2010, 2011. Yeah. You know, I'm like, like, yo, is this reflex producing? Dude, what? A you lot know? of things <laughs> came from the guy, man. Right. A lot of things came from him. Yes. You know, it was like, you go from, I'm going to just say this, the dude reinvented himself. Oh. Totally yeah. and completely. Yes. A whole 360. Right. You know, and looking at what he's done, you know, we all sitting thinking like, man, you know, our promoters are not trying to promote African music. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to, I mean, Cameroon music. Mm -hmm. They promote African music, but they don't promote Cameroon music. Mm -hmm. How can we get people like Reflex, you know, Kimbo, shout out to yes. Kimbo too, man, mm -hmm. which I will touch in a bit. Yes. How can we promote this guy so, you know, like, prosper? Right. You know, put your platforms out there. So I'm like, dude, man, we got to create some kind of concert. I don't know what, I don't know how we're going to get well, one Cameroon thing I would people. say uh, to that is this, and I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, you go um, one thing I'll say to that is this, right? Um, here's the thing with art. Um, I like to say that art should never conform, right? You as an artist, you're tasked with being yourself. You're mm -hmm. tasked with being original, mm -hmm. always. There's a reason why, and, and, and that's why I like to say that, like, like yo, like, like God is mad dope, right? Because, check this out. Even twins, even like identical twins, which means that, and I'm not really good at bio, which identical twins is literally one, what's it called, that split, right? One egg, that split. Yeah, for, fraternal for, twins. Yeah, exactly, right? Identical, fraternal twins, all of that. At the end of the day, they might look the same, but their fingerprint is what? It's different. They don't have the same fingerprint. Now, why do you think that is? And I started examining that some more. As a poet, you know, we like thinking that we're deep or whatever. So, so we get into this, you know, moments where we just like sit there and like stare at a wall and think, you know. But I started thinking for a second. And I'm like, 
Yo, why is that? Because that is identity. Mm-hmm. And you as an artist, it is your job. It is your job to be as original as you can be. Facts. Now, what I say in the case of, you know, uh, artists like Reflex, artists like Kimbo, um, who are incredibly talented in their own right. Detox. Uh, and, and should, and detox, and, and should be given the platform. What I say is this. Don't limit your platform. Because the way the world is moving right now, the world is gravitating towards Africa. Facts. Because Africa is unsourced. The last frontier. Thank you. Facts. Africa is unsourced. Africa is untapped. It's raw. And it's bleeding. And it, it and that's why I say now that, yo, Reflex's audience should not only be Africans anymore. Break the, bur- the barriers. Yeah. Break it. Let's go beyond let's go beyond just Africa now. Yes, you produce African art, but your art should not only be for Africans, right? Because yeah. guess what? And this is a sad thing to say. Our people are have been followers for too long. And it seems like we still are. Son, in every single episode recorded so far. Right? That very line. Our people comes up. have been followers for far too long. So guess what? If a reflex made it on a BT here, guess what? Everybody Not followed. everybody wanna listen yeah. to reflex. Yeah. Oh my god. But guess what? But reflex been around for a minute. Yeah. So how how is it that it's only when you get validated by the West that your people accept you? Yes. So maybe that's a conversation we should be having. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying that, you know, if we're just waiting on our own people to show up and push us, that ain't going to happen. That's so how what you do, what you do is you force them to. Yeah. And how do you force them to? Break down the barriers Sorry. and get go to those places where now they're, because they get their validation from western from the from the western world which i that shouldn't be the case yeah but you know reflexes audience should not oh yes he raps in in pigeon and 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 in english. english but trust me i know a bunch of west it, it still cranks music is universal it's universal you i mean nigerians are making it i mean you don't you. understand everything they say and they you, you don't understand you don't but we still rap to it, it. If that rhythm moving you is moving you, uh, yeah, you, you hear yeah, me, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you I, don't have to understand. It. I've been saying that, man. Like even people who have made it as yes. due to the validation of the outside, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before everybody started, before catching everybody started, all like, yeah. oh, who was that I yeah, saw on yeah. MTV? You know, come on, bro. So that's that's why we created this platform. We're trying mm-hmm. to say, okay, like. Probably reflex though. Probably don't know. Like he motivated us to start yes. this yeah. because yes. he put his music out as like circulate all in family and his friends or whatever. As but, as he has motivated, you know, even me and and people that will normally not tell him because then it makes them come off like fans, which is stupid. I, I like calling things the way they are. It's yeah, stupid. I mean, very. It, it, it's very stupid because. If you see somebody that's talented and you don't say it because you don't want to look like a fan or a groupie, 
That's that's nonsensical. Yeah. That, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Oh, what? Right? What my but, but, friends would say, deriding. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> right? <laughs> you know that that is so true. That that is so that is so true. Right? But because we carry a certain pride that becomes detrimental yeah. to, to to us. Yeah. It should not be that way. Right, like if I see my brother like put out some dope track, like come on, what is a sheer? Trust me, we be we and, and and I'm also guilty of this. I can't lie. I be on, I've been on social media, you know, doing all the wrong things, and a dope artist like Reflex who actually is saying things in his in his music and hopefully that's the type of music that I want my students to be listening to right because I want them to yes occasionally you will listen to trap because you're trying to turn up mm -hmm. but I also want you know to to, to 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 ignite your mind I want you to listen to the wordplay and like damn yeah right because that's really what critical thinking is mm -hmm. and with an artist like reflex and stuff detox on them mm -hmm. it's not just like you get both worlds, you know yeah. what I mean? You get the turn up because guess what? People who listen to like the trap and stuff, yes, they don't even listen to the, what the, it do is the same. Mm. It's the beat. It's the beat. It's yep. that bumpy it's beat. beat. You know, and, what and, I mean? and that's why I've made the argument that I've made the argument that you know, and I'm just gonna use this example. I've made the argument that oh, instead of somebody like Amigos, you know, being and some people would disagree with me, and that's perfectly fine, but. You know, for me, instead of a, a, a group like the Migos being popular, you know, shouldn't the credit go to their producer? Because he's the one, because if you only hear, because like, the argument is, the oh, man, this beat, like, this beat crank, bro. Like, so I'm like, okay, cool. If the beat cranks so much, then why is it that it's the person who made the beat, you don't barely even know his name. Right, but but the the, yeah, but the person, but the person who just you know happened to you know say like one dope line, like like you you know yeah. say something catchy, yeah, is the one that you know you're like, yeah. oh, he's dope, and I'm like, um, I like to think that that person maybe isn't that dope, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, the producer is dope, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're talking about, <laughs> you know, the producer made that beat, the producer produced that concept, yeah. but I'm not taking anything away from the artist, it's just my own take on it, mm -hmm. my own take is, you know, the producer should get as much, right. you know, they should get as much uh, a shine from, from this, because yeah. if you say, for example, a song like Bad and Bougie, it's the sound, you know, yes, you put a couple of words to it, but you know, are you really saying much? Are you saying anything that causes me to think <laughs> yeah. more? You yeah. know, causes me to critically analyze self. Yeah. You know, and to critically analyze my surrounding. Okay. And to yeah. critically analyze relationships. Yeah. Because those are the things that matter at the end of the day. That's right. Right. Yeah. If my art does not cause you to be better, then why am I doing it? Let's switch base a little bit. Yes. Um, you um, Reflex and Kimbo had this track called Pray For My Country, right? Yeah, Pray For My Country, yes. And I don't... Phenomenal. I'm not quite, phenomenal. I'm not, yeah, very phenomenal yes. track. I'm not quite sure because the audio and the video, they kind of switched this backwards. Like, I, I don't know if it's an audio. You start 
by spinning a couple a couple of rhymes. Yes. And then the video is towards the end. Yes. I don't know if I got that right, but mm-hmm. that rhyme, like, how did you come about that? Because I mean, it's really it's really good. You know, what yeah. I mean, talking about man, just now all ahead. all I had because when 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 Kimbo hit me up and he shared the song with me, I'm like, oh, this is this is beautiful, and you know, uh, he said. Yo, I want you to just say something. It doesn't have to be a rhyme. It doesn't have to be a poem. Mm-hmm. So really, the things that I said in the beginning were just wonderings, you know. And and we as a people have started moving away from asking questions. You know, I want students in my class asking questions because what that what that means is that they are thinking about that thing. What that means is that they are opening up themselves to learn. So that's why I, those wonderings at the beginning of that song, it, it, they're in forms of questions. Yeah. Because now I'm posing those, the, the questions to the audience and to myself. And I'm asking that, yo, can we answer these questions together? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Can we at least have a dialogue about this? Right. Right? Because if I... I don't just want to come off like I know it all and just make a a bunch of statements. It's easy to do that. Now, the hard work is questioning, right? Is is moving above there and and, and saying, okay, we, we have done it this way. Was it the right way? Could we have done it better? Yeah. Right? Or we find ourselves in this position. How can we get out? Can we even get out? Yeah. Right. And those were the questions that I just genuinely wanted to ask and, and pray for my country. And, and, and you know, I, I sort of just mimicked, you know, what Reflex and Kimbo were doing, you know, is they're presenting their own facts. But at the same time, asking you, you know, what role have you played in this demise of this country? Yeah. What role have you played in the breakdown of this country and what role can you still play because the the ultimate dead end is when you're dead right as long as there's still breath in our bodies we have to keep going right so the other question becomes now what do we do from here yeah right how do we fix this mess because you don't stay in a funk your entire self you might you might wade in it for a little bit just so you can cry a little bit and let it out of your system but you don't stay there yeah once you're done crying once that phase is gone you have to stand up and fight it you have to stand up and face it yeah clean your face mm-hmm. face it yes sir so that you know i i i really i, I really I, I was moved by that track yeah. and as many other you know cameron art cameron artists are doing right now are stepping up and talking yeah and my question becomes, and it's it's difficult for quite a good amount of Cameroonians, uh, especially artists right now, because they are basking in the midst of there's so much fear, right, and the love for their country. Right. It's difficult for a lot of them to create right now. But I always say, make this statement, on, and, and this was said by Nina Simone. An artist's job is to reflect the times. It's your job. 
it's a duty and it, it's it's you know people don't take artists that serious you know not a lot like we're just meant to entertain no we're not only meant to entertain we're meant to educate yeah you yeah. know even the successful artists like yes. when when they when they come in like they speaking from their experience the truth and everything that's mm. what makes them Mm. successful yeah. you know what I mean because you could see through them you say okay this guy went through this yes. you know what I mean he experienced everything so yes. you gotta speak from experience speak your truth like yes. you said to piggyback from what he just said right mm -hmm. I always tell people I always go to this very basic and very simple example and I don't care what anybody say I don't care what you 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 think you could put yourself in this particular moment and yes. it's all of, like i love to think of the blues mm -hmm. soul mm. that genre i mm. love to think of it as an ex no not just an example but a like it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle people oh. lived oh people are still leaving oh and people will always live there's nobody who could tell me yo when you listen to the blues mm -hmm. you cannot put yourself in your you shoes. don't get moved you right? know me that's, that's nobody that's what, could tell that, me that that's, that's why i said you know like um you know uh and I, I i just talked about nina simone for a second she was phenomenal yeah and when when she started coming into her own uh, in, in the music scene in, in America, you know, um, when she really started coming to her own, that's when the civil rights really was picking up. And she decided, which was sort of like a career suicide at that moment, to start doing only songs about the civil rights. Right. You know, that's her on stage in Mississippi. And she says she sings a song, Mississippi Goddamn. Right. Where she's literally to her predominantly white audience telling them to their face that you all thought that you will only get me here to entertain you. But guess what? I'm going to take your money and I'm going to educate you. <laughs> you know? And, and, and literally, she, she would do that. That was the same with Stevie, with, no, with Ray Charles. Going down to Georgia and saying that I will not play in front of a segregated crowd. If not, Y'all could I, I could give y'all y'all money back and I'm 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 out of here. That's Ray Charles in 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 the 1960s saying I'm not playing in front of no segregated uh, 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 um uh, crowd in Georgia. I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's the same thing with Ali. Right. You know? Ali Ali's like I'm not boxing. I'm not gonna go fight your wars. I don't believe in war. Why are we bombing them? And then you end up finding out that the bombing was... And mind you, he lost a lot. Of money. He's t not only money, title stripped from him, barred from boxing. He became broke for the span of about three to five years. And he had kids. Because his boxing was his way of making money. That's facts, yeah, I didn't even know. That's, you know, that's just straight up facts. That's people saying that, you know, yeah, I could have just gone and entertained them and kept quiet and make my money, but people's lives are more important than, than you know, the community is more important than me walking away with a million dollars right now. Right. Because that's what Ali's fights were bringing in. That, that, that leads to one question I always mm -hmm. ask most people, right? Yes. I go, would you rather invent something dope and share to the world or would you rather stop something bad from happening 
Mm. You know, I'm mean, think about it for a second. Mm. That's that's a in. very difficult question, uh, to be honest with you, because as an artist, you want to create something dope. <laughs> um, you want to create something dope. But I, I, I think that the best way to answer this for me is this. How can I merge both? That's what I was... I didn't think your mind was going to go. Right? That's most thinking people, out the box. Yeah, right, right. Most people try to pick I, I, one. No, no. You know? Why, why, why I got to pick one? <laughs> right? How can I create something dope that stops something bad? bad? Yeah. That's why as far as I'm concerned, you know, right now, as far as lyrically, you know... I am very invested in, you know, and I, I, I told um, a friend and I haven't told people this, but I'm actually writing, I'm writing a series of essays mm -hmm. for, um, for Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. I'm writing an essay to each song because wow. he moved me that much, right? And I feel like, okay, this is something dope, but at the same time, it is attacking at its roots, a number of problems that have to be addressed and you can skirt around it all you want to but you know you go if you sing the songs a couple of times you're gonna have to address some of the things he's talking about you're gonna have to think about it you're right mm -hmm. so I I think that per that question oh yeah why can we not create something dope that solves problems. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why be limited? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes, sir. Definitely. I mean, um, before we wrap up, I'd love to have you. You know, what I mean, say some of your poetry. Oh yes. So the audience know this guy is a serious, <laughs> serious poetry guy. You know I appreciate what I mean? it. Um, and. Uh, well, let me just go into the the, the poem uh, yeah. before, you know. Let's 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 go into the poetry right quick. Then uh, then we are um, then we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk a little bit about future projects. Mm -hmm. um, then we go from there. Yeah. Um, this is titled uh, "Where Were You?" Um, and one thing I pride myself about is I write about the continent. Mm. Um, the I continent, the, the continent is a Jew, man. Oh, people don't understand the continent it. is a true Jew. I'm a businessman, and I tell people like Africa is the last frontier. You, man. you know what? And 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 mind you, mind you this right, mind you this right. That's why Jay Z with the Rock Nation, he sent his own in assistant to go live in Nigeria for two years. I read about that. I read about you that. You know, and, and things like that. That's why now he 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 signed Tiwa Savage to a, a publishing record uh, about a year and a half ago, right? They know, they know it's untapped. That's why China is all over the place. Over it looks Thank like he's about to sign on. Oh, what's his face? Inyanya, however yeah. you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah. I was yesterday. All right, Jason. Let's get into um, your crafts, man. Let's hear you spit some poem because I know a lot of people is like, okay, like he does some poetry. Let's hear yes, it, man. Yes. Let's hear it. Um, so I, I'm, you know, and post this, I'm going to talk about, you know, the, the, the projects that I've been really getting into. But uh, as I said, poetry is my first love. Uh, and I primarily write about the continent, about Africa, um, about uh, being an immigrant, 
about living in a different country um, and about how that affects or that has affected my identity as a person uh, and as a human and as this migrant. So um, here's a poem uh, titled, uh, Where Were You? Uh, it sort of touches on uh, colonization. Okay. Uh, it has uh, um, within it up, uh, and the main character uh, who is somewhat facing in a barrage of questions about um, about colonization. So um, hopefully I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, title, Where Are You? Where were you? I'm sorry about that. Um, so where were you when the thieves came knocking? Were you at the farm? Prepping the soil to surrender all of his offspring, reminding him that his true purpose was to birth mules? What did you do when you felt their hands knock chills into the spines of your home? Did you answer the door like a soldier answers a war cry? Were you ready to sully your skin with all of their ambitions, mark their sacred ground as warning for future poachers? Were you the warmth of a thousand smiles? Did you prepare a feast for their greed? Did you serve them prime portions of yourself, warm and dripping with all the treasures of your future? Did you convince your blood that their venom wasn't a precursor to skeletons? That they didn't reek of gray and graveyards? That their tails were in diamond-crusted tombstones? Did you despise the prophecy foretold of a plague that will wash up ashore and ravish the lands? Did you reassure yourself that it wouldn't happen this time? Not with the kindness of your welcome. Not when you knew how to turn the devil's paleness into a golden bouquet. When you realized that the backbone of your faith had been shattered, how did you surrender? Did you drown yourself in a pond of your pity? Did you gather up the remains and served it to them as a peace offering? Did you bury hope in the backyard of your consciousness? Did you tell your kinfolk to lay down their arms and follow your example? Did you say goodbye to Joy? Did you tell her to forget about you? To think you lost? To speak of you as history? Did you refuse to look back for fear of dreaming because dreaming is for the living and you and you've been nothing but skeleton for a while now? Did you ease into this new reality? Was this really how it all went down? How we all stopped living? All right, so. Jeez. That's, uh, that's where were you? Where um, were you? Where were you? When the chief man entered the banda. When the chief man entered the banda, man. Yo, I'm always like, every time I hear Jason's rhymes, right? I got to pause for a sec. Can you call it rhymes if it's poetry? Um, well, yeah. Um, uh -huh. there are different types of poetry. Okay. Let me just say poetry. Yeah, then. yeah let's just, just say poetry. Yeah, right. Right. Okay. Yes, dude. I have to literally freeze for a minute and think about it like whoa what is he really talking about because mm. i kid you not it's not just the words mm -hmm. there's a sense behind it mm -hmm. you feel me it's yeah. like where is it coming from is he speaking as an african or is he speaking as american mm. that's where that stuck in the middle concept comes in Ooh. you feel me yeah. it's like sometimes i'm t i'm tempted to text him like yo mm. what does this mean <laughs> like what do you mean by this but then I challenge myself to try to understand uh -huh. then I follow his um his um, Facebook page now yes and all that stuff so I go in the comments and see who thinks like me who goes yo what do you mean who asks that question for him to answer 
And if somebody did, and I read about it, then I'm satisfied. But if yeah. nobody did, then it's my place to ask you, yo, what do you mean by that? Yeah, Jason, I mean, like, your poetry, like, do you put it out there for person, for anybody to perceive it how they want to perceive it? Or do you specific, like, specify, like, how you want them to perceive well, to perceive here, it. here's the and here's the beauty of art, right? Mm -hmm. You only get out of it what you bring into it. Oh, right. Could you if, not burn say, out say, say for example, um, you know, I, I would take for example reflex, mm -hmm. right? Uh, if if I am approaching and and you know reflex uh, uh, primarily writes about his life and his journey. Uh, you know, at, at being a Christian, mm -hmm. you know, and, and most of his work has those themes in it. Yes. Right. If I am approaching it as an unbeliever, I'm only going to get out of it what I came into it almost <laughs> with. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I might get out changed either yes. or that's fine. You know, if I'm approaching it as a Christian, I might be like, I bet like I relate to where this dude is coming from. Right. So it's always going to be different, you know, and it, 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 again, it's what you bring into it more than likely that determines what you. But how would you want it to be? How would I want it to be mm -hmm. perceived? Yeah. I just genuinely want to spark thought. But is it like what right? you want it to be or is it like, like, do you approach it as an, oh, I want to change people's minds i said i want to spark mm. something in your mind mm -hmm. i want to change your way of well, thinking well i i hope i hope that at the end of listening to it you know you are heading in that direction right right because i i will be i i i will sound really naive to expect that people would just change when they listen to my stuff mm -hmm. like it don't work that way you know somebody's not just going to listen to it and immediately change yeah but at least i hope that That's at the end of it you are on that journey yeah. towards, you know, fully understanding, yeah. you know, what I was trying to say. So do you like piggyback on your own rhymes and stuff? Like say you talk about this, right? Mm -hmm. And then you follow up on that and you follow up on that again. I do. Or do you just do? I do. I, I like to think that a poem, um, you, you know, a, a, a poem actually, a poem grows. Mm-hmm. A poem starts as a child. That child grows up. Um, that child, you know, goes to elementary school, goes to middle school, goes to high school, you know, goes. Then that child from high school, when that child graduates, that child is ready to be sent out to the world. Mm -hmm. But the poem never really, you, you never stop working on your craft. It's never perfect. Right. Just at some point you decide that, OK, this is enough for now. Mm -hmm. But you always you're always prompted to come back to that thing because it, there's a fire inside of you burning. You go back and you sit. That's why people have edits. Right. They edit and they edit and they edit again. Right. And that could somewhat be the frustrating part of it. Creating is not a problem. It is that point where you got to sit down and you got to flesh it out or flesh it in. Like I like to say, some yeah. people like you know, stripping things from their stuff. Some people like adding more things to make it make sense. Yeah. You know, but it, that that's goes, how it is. That goes back to that student who writes a 10-page paper mm. and sits and looks at it and says, 
man, do I want to turn this in right now? Right. <laughs> or do I want to edit this page? You know what I mean? Like, yo, how long is it going to take yo, me to edit this page? That happened to me once, man. <laughs> I wrote a paper, and I was like, man, this don't sound right. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I said, what the heck? I turned that one. <laughs> I turned it in. Right. And guess what? I got an A. <laughs> hey. All right. So, so I mean, let's, let's just dive into... You know, a couple of more quick poems, and okay. you know, um, go for it. Go for Valentine's it. Day is coming up, so oh, ooh. you know, let's uh, uh let's this must let's, be a lover boy right let's, here. Let's let's drop some love <laughs> poems right quick, right? All right, go. Ahead, um, man. so this is titled. Well, actually, this is untitled. I never gave it a title because I don't know. Um, but yeah. So here, here it is. Love isn't always cordial. It isn't always a knock and a wait for a response. At times, it forces its way in, smashing through walls, demanding an audience, announcing its presence, but never its true purpose. Sometimes love is just a house begging to be made into a home, a hollowed vessel begging to be filled. Sometimes love is a pair of foreign hands stretched out like summer skies, asking you to dive into them without a lifeline. A love like this needs no seasoning, It comes salted and flavored enough to make the mouth a river. A love like this always leaves you wanting more, even when you are drowning. Mm. So that's uh. You got another one? uh, Yeah, (laughs) I feel I I gotta hear another one. DJ Khaled, (laughs) another one. Another one. I have another one here. Um, uh, titled "Vacation." Um, I certainly need a vacation right now. <laughs> Where's your <laughs> T- Titled uh, Vacation, and it, it's just really short. Uh, this is one of those like uh, 10 second, 15 second poems, um, but I, I like writing those. So, Vacation. When I say I love you, I am saying that your chest is a tropical island, and my heart has been longing for a vacation that will last forever. Vacation. Mm. Wait, that's it? That's it. Yeah, hold up, man. That Joe <laughs> right there, that Joe right there makes me want to ask you this question. Do you have a girl? Um, currently, I. Jason the boy. That's um. That's. <laughs> Are you talking I, to someone? I I am. I am. And yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So, but, ladies um, and gentlemen, the yeah, man is still. I, I, Anyways, guess yeah. when he gives you his Instagram, uh, Gmail, please email him, email him. This man, him, Jason, man. Um, I, 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 I guess I, don't I, miss I, your blessings. I, well, <laughs> this is a true lover boy right here. I, I, hey, man, it's you know, it's um, it's beautiful, um, to love. Is is beautiful to love, not just love per per se as in having a woman, but just loving people. Exactly. I think that is something that we, we've lost a lot of it. Yeah. Right. We don't say enough of "I love you" anymore. Right. That's has somewhat become obsolete and somewhat has been parallel to you know some gay agenda or whatever. I personally don't care. Right. right. I. I tell, I do my best to tell people that I love them, mm-hmm. um, and not just to say it, but actually mean it, yeah. uh, because it really does not matter if you don't mean it. Um, and the reason why I do that is because you never know what that can do for that person. Mm. Um, so that's a big, big deal. Um, but I, I'm, I'm gonna end with this. 
Right. Uh, there's this poem uh, that has really been tugging in my heart, uh, tugging at my, my heartstrings for, for a while now. Let's hear it, man. Let's um, hear it. It's titled Tongue, and again, it's about, you know, uh, my relationship not only with my tongue, but also with being a migrant mm. and loving another country. So mm. tongue as in speech. Tongue as in speech. All right, cool, yes. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Okay. So tongue. The title is tongue as devil and lover. In deep thought the other day, I noticed that I had fallen in love with my colonizer's tongue. Ain't it amazing how a stranger can become blood with just the right amount of pressure? Same way a stone becomes a diamond. Same way the diamond is an emblem of unity and a delegate of divorce. This tongue is not mine, but I hold it close to my heart as a family heirloom. I do not understand the history of this language or the lands from whence it came or the bodies that it has buried or the stories that it has stolen or the cultures that it has censored. Or maybe I do. And in my blissful state of hopeless romanticism, I dream of a day when I will be invited to the table of my own consciousness to properly partake in its multiplicity. Or maybe I will fold back into myself and understand that love in this situation means sacrifice, the giving away of one's existence to sustain another. Ooh. So that is, uh, that is titled um, Tongue. And uh, it, it just, you know, is this battle of me facing myself and realizing that I, fall in, I fell in love with the English language, but then I don't even know my own tongue. Mm. You know? Many, it, your traditional dialect. Oh, I, I actually speak my traditional dialect. But I'm not well, I'm not as versed in it as mm -hmm. I am with but English. But at least you do. Yeah. Right. At least I do. Yeah. But you know, this is a mi the migrant struggle, mm -hmm. right? This is the migrant struggle. You know, I've I'm fallen in love with English so much that you I've studied it. it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've got a degree in it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I write papers in it. I th somewhat think in English. You know. No doubt. Man. I no doubt. I I cannot say the same about the tongue that I was born with. Right. Mm. So that that's what that poem does, you know. You know, in deep thought, I, I realized that I had fallen in love with my colonizer's tongue. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the deep thing there. You know, it's, it, it's... Every poem, like I said, has to do its work in me first yeah. before it really truly touches anybody out there. Right, right. Man, Jason, man, with that said, man. I want to say one thing, man. Jason, before we close out, yo, I really feel, I'm not God, but I really feel you found your calling. You know what I mean? Having that incident with the your leg being broken or whatever, you know what I mean? Maybe that was God showing your sign. Yeah, oh, maybe. Jason, you need to go teach those kids. Hey, at that moment, though, at that moment, though, I can't lie to you. You're not happy with God. <laughs> at that moment, you're not saying, oh, God, thank you for breaking my leg and showing me the way. No, you're pissed, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're like, oh, like, I was about to have a great football season. You know, like, the scholarship money about to be good. Right. You know, but, um, but you're right. Uh, when you look back at it, um, you realize that 
like, yo, like, God, I appreciate you for knowing better than me and for preventing me from myself. Always. Yeah. You know, from stopping Always. me from myself. So, so I, I, you know. Yeah, I so we about to um, wrap up. Wrap tell them how people can get in contact with you. Contact with yes. you and um, hear more of your work. and Yes. Um, so I, I am available on all social media platforms. Uh, I, yes. Um, Facebook, my first name, Jason. My last name, Quine, spelled N-K-W-A-I-N. I know some people be having some problems with that. Um, uh, on Instagram, um, Jason underscore McQueen, M-A-K-W-E-I-N, Jason underscore McQueen. That's the same with my Snapchat. Um, lately I have not been too much, uh, on Instagram or Snapchat because I've been working, uh, on some things that, uh, will be getting revealed in probably the next month or so. Um, I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, this project I've been working on for two years now. Well, March is going to make it two years, so uh, I am extremely elated about it and just getting towards the end. Um, it's sort of like my baby, mm -hmm. um, and it, uh, I'm quite, you know, excited for, for everyone to see uh, just just this thing that I've been working on. And, um, you know, hopefully I, I can come back here and yeah, talk yeah, about, yeah, that, about uh, that when everything you know, comes through. Man, before before you release that yes. project, man, definitely come back and talk to us about it. Yes, sir. Talk to, to the masses, back. man. You know? Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 man. So, I mean. But also social media. If you want to get in contact with me, I am... Um, I've been blessed enough uh, that over this last years of doing poetry, I've I've gone to perform at some uh, some really dope spots. Mm. Um, like example, last year, March of last year, um, I didn't get to perform, but I was invited to the White House. Oh, um, and, and to partake in a in a in a workshop uh, where I sat in with the uh, with the cast of Scandal Ooh. and a panel discussion about diversity in the entertainment industry. You guys um, hear that, that? That was super dope, man. You guys I, hear I, that? I was I was surprised. I've been so. Um, you guys hear you know, that? I was really, really, you know, like I was happy, you know, that that happened. But don't limit um, yourself. Yes. Um, another thing is, over the course of the last uh, two years, I've performed at at over twelve universities ac across the country. Mm. Um, you so know, you just definitely get your you definitely getting your name out there. Yes. You know what I mean? Speaking um, of showing for the stars. Yes. Uh, so I, you know. If you need to contact me, those social media platforms, um, I typically am always represented by Legacy. Um, you can shoot them an email at cmrlegacy at gmail.com. They will reply back immediately. Uh, when I say immediately, I mean immediately. Um, and, and like I said, we are really doing our best to create um, that, that platform and that community where uh, artists like myself can can uh, can thrive okay. um so uh if you ever need to contact me uh cmrlegacy at gmail.com um you know facebook jason quine um instagram jason underscore mcquain twitter jason underscore mcquain um i typically will i typically write about um uh, about being African, being an immigrant, um, and I like to get into politics a little bit. Um, I think it's very interesting. So, um, hey, contact me, man, and you know, let's stay in touch. If I get the chance, I will uh, reply to your messages um, 
it as best as I can. All right. Well, Jason, thank you very much. No, thank you guys for being man. here. I appreciate y'all, man. And thank you because this is a way of support. Yes. Supporting us yes. on our platform and in a way of promoting your platform. Yes. So we like to thank the audience for sticking around with us and listening to us as we close out. My brother AK, off to you, bro. Yeah, 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 man. I mean, like, you can follow us on Twitter at Stuck and T Middle. It's the same for IG, Instagram, and it's the same for Facebook. And you could email us at Stuck in the Middle two three seven at gmail dot com. That's Stuck in the Middle. 237 at gmail.com we hey big shout out big shout out to stuck in the middle man big shout out um thank you guys for believing in yourself nah, um you, thank you for believing because uh you know to just talk about it is one thing to actually you do, do it. it it's a yeah. whole different ball game yeah. so you know thank you guys for believing in yourself thank you for this platform uh for bringing a little known artist like myself um um but but thank you thank Bro, you so if you go so to the much. white house you're not literal, <laughs> you're not, literal man. You're not just man. anybody goes to yeah. the white house yeah. well that's true yeah. um <laughs> but anyways guys we're stuck in the middle Shit. we out now i'm saying